You are listening to Announce, Season 3, Episode 8, How to Venture Well. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Here's a story about an aging king with no heir, and how he chose a successor to his throne. It's a tale I heard when I was very young, and I don't know its origins or who the author is. If you do, let me know. The great domain of the respected king was at peace and thriving, but the king had no heir. He was beginning to consider how his kingdom would fare when he was gone. He loved his people, and he wanted them to continue in peace and plenty after he passed. But with no child, there was no one to teach, train, and prepare to lead. The people also began to wonder and question the future. The king's counselors began to carefully make suggestions. The rich and the powerful, the movers and the shakers, imagined themselves taking his place and attempted to gain favor with the king. To the king, their behavior was foolishness. The king knew that anyone who would desire such a responsibility, such a burden as being king, was likely one who would abuse the power to some extent or another, and not serve the people. He feared that anyone who aspired to take his place could be those who desired to take privilege and serve themselves before the people. An announcement was made. The king declared an event would take place in and near the capital city on the first day of the new month. A kind of contest would occur. Anyone who traveled the five miles from the single bridge over the river in the capital city along the highway to the king's community garden would be judged. There was no starting time. No other details or instructions were declared only that the winner would be chosen from those who arrived before the setting of the sun on that day. And the one who traveled best would be the heir to the throne. Was this a contest to see who would travel in the most beautiful carriage? In the grandest style? The most impressive horses? The fastest? The most amusing? The loudest? No one knew how those who would make this little excursion would be judged, and the king wasn't talking. The appointed day came. There were some of the most amazing travelers you've ever seen. Opulent carriages, beautiful horses, amazing costumes, bands, people throwing candy to the kids, elephants in grand gear, people walking, running, singing. It was the greatest all-day parade that anyone could ever imagine. And as the day began to come to a close, the people gathered and celebrated in anticipation of the king's announcement. No one had a bad word to say out loud, but the whispers of how poorly the road had been maintained was whispered about amongst the contenders for the throne. How could the king leave that jumble of big rocks on the road in the pass, about a mile from the end of such a consequential journey, on the day of such a major event? The carriages had to maneuver around to miss the rocks. It made the ride so rough. They had to pick through so many sharp rocks, taking care not to cut their feet or scuff their shoes. And the dust, why, it nearly ruined some of the costumes. The king sat on the balcony. 
He watched the road and the travelers as they entered the gardens on the far side. He was unimpressed with the spectacle, the pageantry, and the whispers about the poor condition of the road. The king began to look, well, hopeless as the sun drew closer to the horizon. Then he saw someone, clearly dirty and sweaty from some task they had performed, but well-dressed, poised, clear-eyed, and confident. The people thought it was perhaps a craftsman arriving to make repairs somewhere on the castle grounds, or maybe a servant who arrived a day late to complete the task of clearing the road of rocks and rubble. The king stood as the sun began to set. He hurried down into the garden. The celebration stopped as the people respectfully bowed and waited upon his great pronouncement, his judgment of who had journeyed best. The king approached the now bowing subject who had just entered the garden covered in dust and sweat. The king reached out and raised up this noble subject. The king inspected their clothing, looked at their filthy, rough, and blistered hands. With a twinkle in his eye, the king demanded the subject speak and reveal why they had come to the garden on this day, the day that the heir would be chosen and would show up in such a disarray. The reply, quietly given, was, I came today in hopes I might see the procession and be in the garden to learn who would become our new king, but in the last mile I found the highway covered with many large and sharp rocks. I could see how this made travel difficult for so many. I did not want them to be hindered by those unfortunate conditions, so, though I am one, I knew I could make the road better. And I paused for an hour or so and removed the rocks and the hazards so your people and your successor could travel well. The king asked this subject to stand with him at his side. As he turned to the throng, he announced, Here is the one who traveled best. Here is the one who saw a need and filled it without thought for reward. Here is the one with a simple love for others who chose not to complain, instead to serve. Here, my people, is the one who I declare to be my successor. The people were awed at the wisdom of the king in creating a test that would reveal the heart of a leader who would not abuse those he served. So here's the ounce. The best leaders seek to serve, not to be served. They don't seek privilege for themselves alone. They seek to create opportunity for all. They take the time to travel the road well by taking time and making efforts to render the journey better for their fellow travelers. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, we'll look at a well-known and beloved character of the American Revolutionary War, Betsy Ross. Her story is well-known, but her real contributions may be different and more personal than you ever knew. Tune in next time to find out just what an amazing patriot this woman really was beyond the popular lore. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Wow, it's really pretty up here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, question. Okay. 
Why did you keep knocking rocks off the path? What do you mean? Well, as we were walking up the steep, zigzagging, narrow path to get here, you were above me, in front. Yeah. Why did you keep kicking rocks off the path and down on top of me? Oh, to clear the path and make it better for you to walk on. <laughs> oh, how thoughtful. <laughs> Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.